And then it happened again the following game. (laughs) It's like, you can't jinx us again, can you? What's up, Kings fans? I'm Rodney. He's Rob. He's Mike. And this is LA Kings Fan Talk, where we know nothing. All right, boys. After blowing a third-period lead and losing to the Jets last Thursday, the day has finally arrived. We can talk Kings hockey after a win. Not just a win. Back-to-back wins versus the Canadians and the Sabres. So the question is, what has changed? Rob, why are we winning? Because the teams we've played really aren't all that good. Is my first knee-jerk reaction. I think Montreal is terrible. Um, And Buffalo's pretenders. You know, they're, they didn't magically get really good after being so terrible. You don't, you don't not play your captain and your best player, sit them all out, and then all of a sudden they're good. I, th- I think they're, they're adrenaline rush to start the seasons over, and I think we played two crappy teams, and, and we beat them. But that's a good sign. Just what the doctor ordered. Yep. Mike, what do you think? I agree with Rob. Whoa. <laughs> Also, I mean, think about it. The teams we played in the first couple of games are all playoff teams from last year. So, you know, that helps. Um, I think there was a big shock factor losing Dowdy and Walker back, not back to back games, but all in one road trip. So maybe that affected the team. But uh, some of the younger guys get a bigger opportunity and they're taking advantage of it, right? You don't think it has anything to do with the 1 p.m. start time? That's a first. <laughs> right. It's a new actually it's a new Kings team. We we there's some easy answers that we can say. We can sit there and say, Brendan Lemieux, we're three and oh. The reason why we're winning is because Brendan Lemieux's in the in the lineup. But you don't you don't say that about a fourth liner and but all kidding aside. He's three and oh. He's three and oh, right? Right. Undefeated. And he put a good whipping on the Buffalo guy too. That's why I say I'm, Kings are a better team when they have a guy named Gretzky or Lemieux in their lineup. <laughs> um, <laughs> boy, Rodney teed you up, Mike. You're slipping. He teed you <laughs> up. Why are we winning? There's a guy that has scored in both those wins that I've been very harsh on, the guy that you have a bromance with, and you didn't take the opportunity to sit there and say, because I follows the best player on our team oh you're going that route i thought no i thought you were going to go that route i, really I, I was i was tracking i was tracking everything you were saying and then you <laughs> said i follow and i was like whoa 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 uh remember i was talking about kapari and you're like i didn't see kapari i didn't see kapari and no, how'd you look so i still didn't see him in the game you were talking about but i i love kapari he's one of the young kids that i'm ex- super excited to see play and well, I mean, I don't know. Are we going to get into a segment where we're going to talk this about the This is the segment again? right here. It's what <laughs> one player has impressed you the most on this current homestand? Who wants to go first? Uh, Kapari's like taking advantage of that opportunity that was there for Velarde to take care, take, oper- take advantage of, but he didn't. So Kopitar, uh, Deneau, one-two centers, third-line center. It's going to be easier for them because they're doing a lot of the heavy lifting. And Velarde was primed to take that uh, spot, and Kapari got a chance, and he's running with it. Yep. Um, 
Clegg. Yeah. I think, I think, wow, you, you lose a superstar like Drew Doughty. You lose your next offensive capable defenseman in Sean Walker. And now we're, we're kind of floundering and I, and that's, it's so hard to say one, but with Clegg and I'll tell you what Bjornfoot has been so good these last couple of games. Oh, so now you're going to take mine. I was going to say, oh, Toby uh, well, Bar- I'm just, Bjornfoot. so it's, it's, that's why I'm saying it's, it's mean of you to say one player. It is, that, but that I, kn- I know, I, I know that you guys are really good with the hard questions. So if anybody can answer a hard question, it's, it's you too. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, <laughs> But, but of the two, I just I, I'm a Clegg fan. I just I, I liked him last year. I think he can be an NHL defenseman. I really do. So, hopefully, he continues. Yeah, these injuries are like a blessing in disguise. Hopefully, mm-hmm. people keep stepping up. Yeah, uh, I mean it's an opportunity for people to step up. So, keep going, Rod. Yeah, going no, back. Yeah, Rodney, go ahead. Tell us about Bjornfoot. Going to Bjornfoot stepping up his offensive game i'm like who's his number seven out there um he's now what plus three for the season uh, on this on this king's team that's pretty impressive only a couple assists so far but uh, there's been plenty of plays where he's getting open on the back door and the kings just don't see him or they cannot get him the puck but he's he's finding the right spot so i'm hoping uh eventually that they can come get on the puck over there say so andy's only 20 years old right that's right that's right that's Pretty advanced for a 20-year-old defenseman. Yeah. Uh, Clegg and Bjornfoot both looking really good. Yep. I want to I talk about uh, not keeping it just to one. There's, I think, a couple things that have stood out to me with, with the way we played. Uh, right after Mike publicly uh, shames Mikey Anderson for getting his jockstrap taken off, He's he threw a couple body checks. He's physical he play. His step stepping up, you know, and he's looking a lot more. I I think maybe he did feel a little embarrassed about what happened, and he just said, you know what, screw it. I'm going to be a lot more focused, a lot more forceful in my decisions, and when I'm going to be physical. And he does look physical out there. I saw him put a couple guys in, in good old hip checks. He right. he had a couple good hip checks. You don't see those too often. He had a couple of timely poke checks too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's he he's out there getting it. Um, we're gonna talk line changes. Let's talk about line changes. Um, Kaliev, when he was the the period he spent with Kopitar and Brown, I actually liked it. I actually liked it, but I'm still going to double down on what I said in our. Very, very first preview. I wouldn't have mind to see Kempe up in that first line. Keep Kaliev in that third line because I, I don't want to sound like I'm just regurgitating what Jim Fox says on the pregames or anything like that. But <laughs> there is some chemistry being built with Kupari and Kaliev. You know, when it was when it was Kupari, Kaliev, and more that line. It looked good for a third line, especially with two young kids on it. And I'm all thinking, wow, give them 10 games together. Give them 20 games and and, and let let it develop, you know, and still let our top six be the top six and and mix them up around. And so I was I was 
happy to see Kaliev up there with Koptar, but I, I don't think that's the right move yet still because I looking forward for the next 10 years, I think it would be great as a Kings fan to see Kupari and Kaliev together kind of take over, you know, Brown Kopitar kind of things, whatnot. We're going to, and there's going to be so many because we are so deep down in the minors. There's going to be so many little tiny combinations that I think are going to be exciting to watch over the coming years. And here's one developing right in front of our eyes right now, not, Oh, wait three years. This is right now in our face. So I'm hoping that kind of goes back together. Yeah, they're going to hold the four down Tell my boy Chromiak makes it up. That's going to be a couple <laughs> years, though. <laughs> so, I mean, speaking of line changes, I mean, with Velarde, uh, with him scratched, how do you guys think that's going to work out going forward? We called that, didn't we? Didn't we call even him getting sent down? We were we were talking about You brought about it that. up. Yeah. The minus five, What's has he earned the right to, you know, that, I guess not. I guess that that question was answered real quick, wasn't it? Right. Definitely in coach's doghouse. The question is, how how does that affect him mentally? Like, is he starting to think his time with the Kings is done? How is he going to take being sent down in the rain? Are we looking to use him as a trade partner for something? I hope not. I, I, I still think he's fantastic. And I don't know, maybe it's my, my fan goggles on, but that little bit of time he spent on the wing i was like oh this another thing we talked about right right he looked like he knew what he's doing on the wing and and then he gets scratched just like damn it (laughs) give him more time it's almost like king's management and players listen to our podcast i mean (laughs) velarde on the wing anderson stepping up his game what's going on no i think you know who i think listens though i think kaliev's little brother listens like but he's still back in Uzbekistan. <laughs> I think you may be right. I he think, commented. If check the comments. I think commented. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know. Like, if they keep winning, you know, they win a couple more games. Like, where does Vlardy fit back in? Because he's not a fourth liner. So, like, to put him on the fourth line, it's kind of a waste, you know. Uh, and the fourth line looks good with um, Lemieux down there and um, Anderson. Um, and then Lazat or whoever else you want to fill in there. So, um, I don't I think, know where he's going to fit. I think he fits in, in on a line with Leas Anderson and Martin Furk. You know, when other <laughs> injuries happen in Ontario well, or what? <laughs> Grunstrom, point. The, the problem with, with Velarde coming back and where he's fitting in is if Grunstrom's going to chip in a goal every other game or whatnot, it, that's where you start going and play physical. Yeah, and be a little physical, but as I do like Grunstrom, but I would like to see Velarde there on that third line. Yeah, before Grunstrom scored that goal and before he started playing a little better, I'm like, I think he's the odd man out. They'll probably throw him on waivers to try to get him back down to the rain so they can make room for Double A, who's supposed to come off. Uh, isn't he supposed to? Is he be activated on Wednesday or so? Does he have two goals now? Yes, Grunstrom has two. Yeah. So yeah, um, not, I don't know who they're gonna. One more than Velarde and playing on fourth line minutes. Right. Some third line. Well, two, how is this? Yeah. And how many um, less games? Yeah. 
One more. He has one more than Kempe too. Then he has the same as Arvidsson. Speaking of which, he did score and then is out. What? Talk to me, moderator. Is he out because of COVID or is he out because he's hurt? He's out because no, of, he's out because of COVID. Oh, okay, because so. of COVID. Oh, but, but, so but he, speaking of Arvidsson, really quick. Lordy's out because of COVID now too. Yes. Okay. Hey, back to this COVID thing. Screw the St. Louis Blues. Right. Those played us, and then after they played us, they go, "Oh, by the way, we got six guys with COVID." Right. Did and then now we're surprised. Now we're surprised that Velarde and Arvidsson has has some COVID. Right. Didn't we take a trip out there last year too? And then Athanasio got stuck with COVID after the game, and he was stuck in St. Louis. Am I remembering that wrong? There in St. Louis. Somebody fact check that for me, but sounds very uh, shady if that's true. Screw the Blues. Speaking of St. Louis Blues, who will we play next? Wednesday night. I believe this is the last time we play the Blues this season. Thank God. Wednesday night, right? So no more COVID after this month. There's two huh. things me and Mike agree on wholeheartedly. Our feelings about Clegg and our feelings about Alex Faust. So it's like every game. Me. It was like every game. He's anti-King. He really is. He sits there. A two-to-one penalty reminds me of how we lost the last game. And then sure enough, and then it happened again the following game. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can't jinx us again, can you? He, it was almost like he was saying it and enjoying saying it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he enjoys it too much. Let's talk about Ayafalo. I will love Ayafalo if he continues this pace. And I, I'll tell you what, it doesn't even have to be this pace. If he scores just one goal every three games, he has value in our lineup. And guys that have value in our lineup are guys that I really, really appreciate. So as of right now, I like and appreciate Alex Ayafalo as of today. (laughs) Wow. So what if he... Does not score one goal, but he has three assists, assists in the next three games. Depends on how those assists are coming. But Primary yes, versus there, there are There are possibilities. There are possibilities because if he's assisting, then that means Deneau or Kempe are scoring. Hopefully it's not just on the power play stuff. And those are two guys that value-wise, they need to start scoring every three games as well. Is it safe to say that Ayafalo is currently out of Rob's doghouse? <laughs> currently. As of as of today, he is out of the doghouse. And you know, three and a half games. You know, because if you sit there and go one every four games, you're you're looking at a 20 goal score. And and that's probably where he's getting paid. At four million a year, okay, you're looking at a 20 goal score. But to have true value, I'd like to see it get up there to 25 to 30. So where does Kempe fit with this $2 million contract? Right. That's why, see, I just I always mention Kempe, but I don't really go hard on the, damn it, he, he needs this, he needs this, he needs Because the value is still kind of there, but it's starting to get to a point where, well, how much value is – one goal in 10 games, you know, it's like, he's going to end up with eight goals on the season. Right. And he playing top six minutes. And it's, yeah. that's also part of the equation. How many minutes are you playing? You know, what's being relied upon. 
And I just, I think the uh, Kempe, just his size, his, you, what we talk about many years, Rodney, that jersey that wet flaps in the wind when you skate. <laughs> right. And to see him wearing number nine, too, kind of reminds you a little bit of a Mike Madonna. Madonna. Yep. Yeah. Left handed, flying down the wing, jersey flapping. The hair but flowing. Hair flipping. Kempe's yeah. just not, he's just not scoring. But at $2 million, he will get a little wiggle room where I won't use the hate word or anything like that, or he needs to go, but clock's ticking. He's 25. Clock is ticking. So what if he keeps his same pace and then the Kings re-sign him at three years, three million? You think it's still a good signing? Three years, three million for his potential, I won't go ape shit about. Three million's nothing, you know, but but so is only 10 goals a season's nothing. Yeah, at so that I point, he'll probably I, I, But I think I think that contract just primes him to fit nicely into like the third line. I think sure. that depends on how the other players do. If he gets pushed out of the lineup because he's only scoring right. 10 goals a year, that might not even happen. Yeah. Here's here's something for you guys. What are you guys' thoughts on Ketchup being sent down to the rain? Mike. I think he's getting stuck as just a power play specialist. Uh, but the points aren't there to justify keeping him up. And I don't know if he just doesn't have the right line mates uh, to where it, it would work out. But he could probably use a little time in the minors as long as he stays. And it seems like he hasn't left for Russia yet. So it's very possible. Um I don't know. He just he looks small out there, and he doesn't play gritty enough at that height, uh, and he's not putting up points. So, and again, it could be the line he's on that wasn't working because uh, he looks dangerous on the power play. You just got to find a way. But he's not, and again, he's not putting up enough points as just a power play specialist. Any chance uh, Coach McClellan watched uh, Red Dawn as a kid and secretly hates Russians and doesn't really give him a chance? You know, Kovalchuk. Kachev. He just I Kachev going down. He just needs to learn the American North American game a little. It it might be a half a season fix. It might be a whole season. Who knows? But the kid definitely has skill. Absolutely. And, and hopefully it'll translate sooner or later. Maybe he'll go down, get better, and then we could see him right back. But there's just so many. We're still broken record here. So many kids that need chances. You know, windows are closing, doors are slamming. You you better do something with your opportunities that you're getting because other guys are going to get opportunities. And maybe that's something that uh, that Clegg recognized this year. That hey, this is my window. Like I got to do everything I can to stick. Because if he keeps his pace up, by the time Dowdy comes back. I mean, Walker's not coming back, so there's a good chance he can stick on the team. I sure hope so, because this is probably Clegg's last chance, at least with the Kings. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to talk about a 23-year-old defenseman. Right. This is your last chance. Holy crap. Right. Let's talk about the Kings' power play, because Clegg is looking good on power play one. What do you guys think about the changes? Um, Power play... 
like like I have stated before, not going to talk crap about when we're scoring. Um, figured it out a little bit. I kind of noticed the the little system they got going on. Uh, Kaliev's goal was just a mirror image of Kapari's power play goal where they do a little circle at, at the blue line, get the puck moving forward, skate into the circle, and then let their, their just stud of a shot just rip. And uh, Kapari's was bar down, yeah. that bar down. Uh, Kaliev just he gets so much. It's at a it's a different level, man. It, right. It's just he's just built different. He gets he so he gets so much on that shot. Kind of reminds me of my shot a little bit, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan, Ryan McNichols knows how good my shot is. Wow! Shout out to Ryan. Name drop. What up, Ryan? Uh, I was at the game Sunday and I remember one of his shots and I just could hear it hitting the goalie pad, like from the three hundreds. And I was like, <laughs> it's a hard shot. Yeah. What are you doing in the three hundreds, Mike? Aren't you VIP whenever you roll into Staples? You wanted to hang out with the real hockey fans for a night or what? It's a free tickets, man. <laughs> I hear you. I did the same thing for the uh, game against the jets. Yeah. And you were sitting in the suite. Well, those weren't my seats. I just have access to the suite. But yeah. I mentioned threw Rob's name down and I got in there. Shh, don't tell people that. <laughs> I do want to talk about. I mean, we're getting pretty good at what we talk about. Things are happening like almost right away. It's like, wow, we just talked about that, you know, and our last right. podcast, I was saying, hey, we don't, you know, we're one in one in four and if we can win the next three games in a row we'll be 500 and and where we need to be well we won two of the three right and and there is a lot a little sigh of relief going okay okay maybe maybe when the next two out of three again and be where we're supposed to be and instead of the panic button of oh my god we suck we suck we suck because that's where we were Rightfully so. Also, Rob, remember we uh for the five game homestand, you were asking for one point. So we got your one point. I was asking for five. So yeah. one more point. <laughs> yeah. We got yeah. what we asked. All right. Where if, if you're the coach of the Kings, the activate double A, he plays on Wednesday night. Where do you plug him in the lineup? I, just, I don't think he plays. Why would you put him in? Ooh, I, because I, okay, I got it. Who are you taking out? I okay. Kaliev back to the third line with Trev with Trevor Moore and Kapari. Oh, I forgot Arvidsson's okay. out. Grunstrom, love you, bro. But and then AA is up there with Kopitar. Bro. Get him, go, get him going. Top line, get him right. going. Rodney, what do you think of the game uh, when you went the Jets game? Just the atmosphere. Uh, very quiet. I was very disappointed. It's almost uh, I'm used to, you know, when we go with. 30 of us, the loud Kings fans, and it was just, it was super quiet, but it was also half empty. So I don't know if that's half of what it was. Really? So I went on Sunday and uh, no, it, it felt like empty, like you said, like half full. Right. right. And I thought and Sunday would be, would be better a weekend, but. Uh, it just felt weird. Like, I don't know. After I was like thinking back, like, do I really want to go back? Like, no, the only time you'd hear people cheering is. If the Kings scored a goal or if there was some artificial 
you know, somebody pumping up the Kings, you know, drumline. But it was it was really quite a little bit embarrassing from LA fans, to tell you the truth. So. All right, everyone, don't forget to spear that like button, subscribe, elbow that notification bell. Until next time, go Kings, go.